Score huge deals at Badcock's 4th of July sale and then take an extra 10% off your purchases. Even sale prices like this recliner for $399, this sofa over here for just $599. Now at Badcock's Home Furniture and more. Hi, I'm April, your host of Teachable Moments with April podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Remember, Teachable Moments are all around us. Happy listening. On tonight's episode of Health and Wellbeing, we're going to uh, explore the question of can genetically modified foods pose huge health risks? The content for tonight's uh, episode is by Institute for Responsible Technology, and it was published in 2009. They provide a link at www.opposingviews.com. Now, there's two reasons why I'm doing this particular episode on this particular topic. It's because, I don't know if you're like me, I, I would assume, maybe it's wrong of me to assume, that we're hearing a lot about our food. And a lot of people, um, bloggers and content creators are talking about and bringing attention that just the public in general, regular day consumers need to be more conscious of what is happening with their food. Not so much how expensive, just how expensive it is, but actually what is in our food or what our food is made of if you will, and telling people and urging them to check their labels. Um, I can remember a time of looking at certain things um, in which they would say whether they were genetically modified GMO or um, that it was made by a um, genetically modified, um, you know, product. This is made, genetically modified, would tell you. Now... It seems like everything, literally, that you look, you actually take time and look at the label, all of it is. To me, all of it is. It's like it jumped while I was not paying attention, and I, I guess the fault falls on me. I wasn't paying attention that everything in my home has ge genetically modified on it. It's not certain things. When I actually did look on the back, you know, it would be like certain things would be, and then I would stop buying it or not buying it as much but now when I actually snapped out of the fog I guess I was in um, I realized that everything in my home more or less that I buy from the store actually is genetically modified I don't know if anybody else is in the same boat as me but that is what it is okay wow okay so of course you start to wonder so I think with this is that a lot of there are a lot of layers to this is that trying to buy food that you can afford trying to find food okay because like I spoken before if you live in the neighborhoods in urban areas they are turning all of them into food deserts okay so it, it goes beyond it you're you're battling what you can afford and actually where you can find food. So it's where you can find food and actually finding food that you can actually afford. And the sad 
fact of it is is that the things that you can find and the ones that uh, that you can't afford are genetically modified foods it's not my opinion it is what it is okay you turn even things you would never think were genetically modified or would even be in that category surprise surprise if you turn it flip that bad brother over it's going to say genetically modified that's that's what it is okay so with that being said let's read the article okay so it says los angeles this week the american academy of environmental medicine aaem called on physicians to educate their patients the medical community and the public to avoid genetically modified foods now this was of course like i said 2009 and we're in 2023 okay they want you to avoid them when possible and provide educational materials concerning GM foods and health risks. They called for a moratorium on GM foods, long-term independent studies and labeling. Now, I don't know, other than growing your own food and not consuming anything from the stores, is maybe the only way to do it. But then I think even then, there's some other factors going on too because we just read some content about the ozone layer. And the ozone layer inhibits anything that you are growing outside. I don't want to sound depressing and I don't want to sound, you know, all gloom and doom, but I do want to be realistic, okay? You can either, I understand, I understand. I don't want to say people are living in their head. You don't want to overthink it either, okay? You just want to be aware, okay? But I think we're at a point where a lot, the, like I said, the majority of things, they are trying to push a certain agenda. And they know that a lot of people have decided to grow their own food. And it's already been said, because we've seen it, they said it loud and proud on Good Morning America, that they were doing some, some, some stuff in the skies, which was to manipulate the weather, okay? So I want you to keep that in mind. You draw whatever conclusions you want to do with that. They didn't say they did it just one way. They said they had three. One, two, three. Now, I didn't see the original uh, broadcast, but I did see it on YouTube. And they are manipulating, so I want you to keep that in mind, they are manipulating the weather, okay? And when you're dealing with ozone pollution or whatever the word you want to use, ozone, ground level, whatever, and this extreme oppressive heat that's got people not being able to breathe, their heart is hurting, uh, they're coughing and irritated, and then it's doing things to the other living, um, the plants, and the other, the birds, everything like that. Okay, let me keep going. Okay, so it says AAEM's position paper stated several animal studies indicate serious health risks associated with genetically modified food, including infertility, immune problems, accelerated aging, insulin regulation, and changes in major in your organs and your gastrointestinal system. They conclude there is more than a casual association between genetically modified foods and adverse health benefits and effects. 
This is causation. It's defined by the recognized scientific criteria, the strength of association and consistency between genetically modified foods and disease is confirmed in several animal studies. Then it goes on to say more and more doctors are already prescribing genetically modified free diets. Dr. Amy Dean, a Michigan internal medical specialist and board member of AAEM says, I strongly recommend patients eat strictly non-genetically modified foods. Ohio allergist Dr. John Boyle says, I used to test for soy allergies all the time, but now that soy is genetically engineered, it is so dangerous that I tell people never to eat it. Never. Dr. Jennifer Armstrong, president of AAEM, says physicians are probably seeing the effects in their patients, but need to know how to ask the right questions. Now, this is a world-renowned biologist goes one step further. After reviewing more than 600 scientific journals, he concludes that genetically modified organisms, GMOs, are a major contributor to the sharply deteriorating health of Americans. All right, welcome back. So we're talking about the question, can genetically modified foods pose huge health risks for humans? And it the answer is yes. <laughs> I skipped over some information that I had here. It got into um, a lot of issues. I'm just going to paraphrase. I'm not going to read all of it. It, it. it basically, reproductive problems of every type, okay? And that's why they're saying that um, pregnant women, people who want to have children, um, it is... Um, basically eradicating that possibility. It says, in the U.S. population, the incident of low birth weight babies, infertility, and infant mortality are all escalating. And they did do something with, of course, with rats um, and mice, which are the, the go-to whenever they're doing any type of experimentation. Um, sadly, for those poor mice and rats, I realize that that's part of the process. Um... Let me read a little bit of it. The experience of actual genetically modified fed experimental animals is scary. When genetically modified soy was fed to female rats, most of their babies died within three weeks. Compared to a 10% death rate among the control group fed natural soy. The, gen uh, the genetically modified babies were also smaller and later had problems getting pregnant. Um, they talked about the male rats um, being fed genetically modified soy and talking about their genitalia, um, uh, discoloration, it altered their uh, sperm, um, even the embryos of genetically modified fed parent mice had significant changes. So basically in their DNA, um, you are what you eat. So if something is genetically modified, therefore you will be modified. Um, and since now, like I said, um, I fell asleep at the watch, pretty much everything that we're eating that you buy from the store is genetically modified. They've already admitted that a lot of times when something happens, they tell you to read the label, but then the thing is a lot of times it's on there, but then the other times 
it's not on there, but it's still there. Okay, so <laughs> that's it's like an oxymoron to me. Okay, so a lot of the times when they've had other things, it like I said, it it proven to make the animal sterile, just out and out sterile. Okay, and to have like uh, malformations of the females, whether it be mice, rats, or in this case, pigs, and some said calves. Um, uh, deformation of the uteruses so they cannot carry um their young okay um it says uh calves many calves died in the u.s about two dozen farmers reported thousands of their pigs becoming sterile after consuming certain genetically modifying corn varieties some had false pregnancies and others gave birth not to babies but bags of water Cows and bulls also became infertile when fed the same genetically modified corn. So the next uh, thing that we're going to look at is food designed to produce a toxin. Now genetically modified corn and cotton are engineered to produce their own built-in pesticide in every single cell. When bugs bite the plant, the poison splits open their stomachs and they die. Biotech companies claim that the pesticide called Bt produced from the soil bacteria, which sounds interesting to me, soil bacteria produced from soil bacteria. Hmm. Okay, we've had some recalls on some things and it might not be the same alleged bacteria, but it is from where the soil. Hmm. But it says here, this particular soil bacteria has a history of safe use. Okay. Since organic farmers and others use Bt bacteria spray, they say, for natural insect control. Hmm. Genetic engineers insert the Bt genes into the corn and cotton so the plants do the killing. Okay, now the Bt toxin produced in genetically modified plants, however, is thousands of times, let me say it one more again, is thousands of times more concentrated than the natural occurring Bt spray, which has this soil bacteria that already exists. It is designed to be more toxic and has properties of allergen and an unlike and unlike the spray cannot be washed off the plant so a lot of times when you get food all you have to do is just wash it off uh you know the, p different people have different methods of how to ensure that of just washing the exterior of whatever you're going to eat plant or fruit and everything is is straight what they're saying now is that no because they have altered the dna and they put something in the food you can wash it all you want it ain't going to do a lick of good. Okay. Moreover, studies confirm that even the less toxic natural bacterial spray is harmful. When dispersed by plane. Okay. Planes, trains, and automobiles here. Air, earth, land, all that. When dispersed by plane. Keep that in mind. To kill gypsy moths. To kill them. Okay. In the Pacific Northwest, about 500 people. Let me read it again. When dispersed by plane to kill gypsy moths in the Pacific Northwest, about 500 people, not moths, people reported allergy or flu-like symptoms. And some had to go to the ER, 
emergency room. Okay, so then they said the same symptoms are now being reported by farm workers throughout India from handling BT cotton. Okay, and it, it cites in 2008, based on medical records, the Sunday India reported victims had violent and extreme itching, which had increased massively this year related to BT cotton farming. Let me say it more and more again. Victims of itching, severe itching, have increased massively this year, which was 2008. It, it goes on to uh, explore genetically modified um, provoking immune reactions. Let's take a look at that briefly. It says the AAMEM states multiple animal studies show significant immune dysregulation, okay, which is associated with asthma, allergy, and inflammation. And it's all on the rise in the U.S. According to GM food safety expert, um, changes in the immune status of genetically modified animals are a consistent feature of all of their studies. Now, here is the giant that we are talking about. It's Monsanto. Monsanto. Okay. Even Monsanto's own research showed significant immune system changes in rats fed the BT corn. On November 2008, 2008 by the Italian government also found that mice have an immune oh an immune reaction to the BT corn. Genetically modified soy and corn each contain two new proteins with allergenic properties. Genetically modified soy has up to seven times more triposine triposine inhibitor which is a known soy allergen, and skin prick test shows some people react to genetically modified foods, but not to the non-genetically modified. So it makes sense because what we just, all the stuff we just said. So soon after genetically modified soy was introduced to the U and in the UK, soy allergies skyrocketed by 50% or more. Perhaps the U.S. epidemic of food allergies and asthma is a casualty of this genetic manipulation. All right, so welcome back. So they're talking about, um, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about and exploring the question, can genetically modified foods pose huge health risks? Um, yeah, okay. So we're going to uh, look into animals. Um, in India, as well as the Philippines, who have been reported to dying in large numbers. It says, in India, animals graze on cotton plants after the harvest. But when shepherds let sheep graze on uh, BT cotton plants, the thousands of them died. Post-mortem showed severe irritation and black patches in both their intestines and their livers, as well as an enlarged very enlarged bile ducts. Investigators said preliminary evidence strongly suggests that the sheep's mortality was due to a toxin, most properly BT, BT toxin. Then it said in a small follow-up feeding study by the Deccan Development Society, all sheep fed BT cotton plants died within 30 days. 
those that grazed on natural cotton plants remained healthy. Then it goes on to say, in a small village in India, buffalo grazed on cotton plants for eight years without incident. But on January 3rd, 2008, the buffalo grazed on BT cotton plants for the first time, and all 13 were sick the next day and all died within three days. Now, the BT corn was also implicated in the deaths of cows in Germany and horses and water buffaloes and chickens in the Philippines. It goes on to say, in lab studies, twice the number of chickens fed Liberty Link corn died. Seven of 20 rats fed a GM uh, tomato developed bleeding stomachs, and another seven of 40 died within two weeks. Monsanto's own study showed evidence of poisoning in major organs of rats fed BT corn, according to a top French toxologist, G.E. Sarlini. Okay, this doesn't make me happy to read this and, and the fact that it was published in 2009. <laughs> okay, it, it, I guess it doesn't matter what year it was done in, but okay. They said the worst finding of all on genetically modified food is that it remains inside of us. Okay, the only published human feeding study revealed what may be the most dangerous problem from genetically modified foods. The gene inserted into the genetically modified soy transfers into the DNA of bacteria living inside that normally, living inside of our intestines and continues to function. This means that long after we stop, let me read it again. This means that long after we stop eating genetically modified food, we may still have potentially harmful genetically modified proteins produced continuously inside of us. Whoa, let me let let me let me let that sink in. Okay, but more plainly, eating a corn chip produced from BT corn might transform our intestinal bacteria into living pesticide factories, possibly, wait for it, wait for it, the rest of our lives. It then goes on to say, when evidence of gene transfer <clears throat> is reported at medical conferences across the U.S., doctors often respond by citing the huge increase of gastrointestinal problems among their patients over the last decade. Genetically modified foods may be colonizing the gut flora of North Americans. All right, so the next uh, subtitle of this information is Warnings by Government Scientists Ignored and Denied. Scientists at the FDA had warned about all these problems even in the early 1990s. According to documents released from a lawsuit, the a lawsuit, one lawsuit, huh? Uh, the scientific consensus at the agency was that genetically modified foods were inherently dangerous and might create hard to detect allergies, poison, gene transfer to gut bacteria new diseases, and nutritional problems. Aha! Uh -huh. They urged their superiors to require rigorous long-term tests. But the White House 
had ordered the agency to promote biotechnology, and the FDA responded by recruiting Michael Taylor, Montesantos, you just can't get rid of them, huh? Montesantos, former attorney, to head up the formation of genetically modified policy. That policy, which is in fact today, denies knowledge of scientists' concern and declares that no, read it, no safety studies on GMOs are required. They safe. That's what I take from that. They, they're claiming that it is safe. You're safe. You're safe. It is up to Montesanto and the other biotech companies to determine if the foods are safe. It's up to them then. Okay. But it, they already been told it's dangerous. All right. Mr. Taylor later became Montesanto's vice president. You've been promoted. I see. All right, so dangerously few studies and untraceable diseases. AAEM states genetically modified foods have not been properly tested. Don't that sound familiar some, with some other stuff? And pose a serious health risk. Not a single human clinical trial. They're feeding us this, but they didn't do Although I don't want to be a part of that human trial. Okay, but I guess we kind of are, aren't we? But uh, we can't get out of it, right? Not a single human clinical trial on genetically modified food has been published. And that's back in 2009, folks. A 2007 review of published scientific literature on the potential toxic effects and health risks of genetically modified plants revealed that experimental data are very scarce, but on purpose. I added that. The author concludes his review by asking, where is the scientific evidence showing that genetically modified plants and food are safe of toxins as assumed by the biotechnology companies? Then it goes on to say that famed Canadian geneticist David Suzuki answers, the experiments simply haven't been done and we now have become the guinea pigs. He adds, anyone that says, oh, we know that this is perfectly safe, I say is either unbelievably stupid or deliberately lying. Dr. Schubert points out, if there are problems, we will probably never know. Oh, that, that makes me feel so much better. Because the cause will not be traceable. Untraceable diseases. Okay will not be traceable, and many diseases take a very long time to develop. So you're dying slowly. If GMOs happen to cause immediate and acute symptoms with a unique signature, perhaps then we might have a chance to trace the cause. You die fast. Either die slow or you die fast. Okay, this is precisely what happened during a U.S. epidemic. I didn't know this. In the late 1980s, the disease was fast-acting and deadly and caused a unique, measurable change in your blood. But it still took more than four years, so you can suffer, to identify that an epidemic was even occurring. Let me read it again. This is precisely what happened during a U.S. epidemic in the 1980s. The 80s. 
The disease was fast acting, deadly, and caused a unique measurable change to your actual blood. Blood is sacred. It is in the Bible. Okay, but it still took more than four years to identify that an epidemic was even happening. So they wanted to be untraceable. But then it had killed about 100 Americans. Usually when they give you a number, I think it's like 10 to 20 more, if not more, to count. Because sometimes they give you those numbers. Oh, it was just five people that died. I don't buy it. It was just five people that died. I think I don't know how many people, but it definitely wasn't no five people. And it definitely wasn't no 100 Americans. I don't know what the number was, but it wasn't that. Okay, because it don't sound right. Okay, and caused 5,000 to 10,000 people to fall sick or permanently and become permanently let me let me let me let that sink in like seasoning or become permanently disabled so if you don't die you fall sick or then you become disabled but they don't know what happened but they did it all right then they go on to say it was caused here we go it was caused by a genetically engineered brand of a food supplement <laughs> and I actually, let me see, can I attempt to say this name? L-tripotofan. I'm going to spell it. T-R-Y-P-T-O-P-H-A-N. It actually looks familiar. I don't think I've ever taken it, but it looks familiar. It was caused by a genetically engineered brand of a food supplement. You think you're taking a sup, man? Okay. If other genetically uh, modified foods are contributing to the rise of autism, diabetes, obesity, asthma, cancer, heart disease, allergies, reproductive problems. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And a variety of other problems, susceptible people. Okay, like I said, sensitive, susceptible, vulnerable people may react. They're going to react. There's no way that they're not to genetically modified food with multiple symptoms. So you already, your body's already compromised. And then you eat or <laughs> these foods that they didn't made and inject it with something, you are definitely going to have some symptoms. But the symptoms ain't really the problem. It's going to be the less, it's going to be a problem, but it's the least of, <laughs> oh God. Okay, it is therefore telling that in the first nine years, after the large-scale introduction of genetically modified crops in 1996, people, the incidence of people with three or more chronic diseases nearly doubled from 7% to 13%. I think it's more than that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe their numbers. I, I know they're telling us something here, but okay. To help identify if genetically modified foods are causing harm, the AAEM says their members, the medical community and the independent scientific community to gather case studies potentially related to genetically modified food and food consumption and health effects. Oh began epidemiological research to investigate the role of genetically modified foods on human health and conduct safe methods of determining the effects of genetically modified foods on human health. Did they already say that? Yeah, they said that already. <laughs> they said it twice. Okay, citizens need not wait for the results before taking the doctor's advice to avoid GM foods. <laughs> Guys, unless you, the listener, is living off the grid, 
and you don't never go to the store, then you probably safe. Maybe. Okay. Because it looks like they are just intent. Laser. Like their eyes are laser focused on getting us. They're going to get us. They are. Ooh, I'm going to get you. I, I, I. I don't want to be negative, but that's what this is. And this was done in August 3rd, 2009. And we 2023. It says, in even a small percentage of people choosing non-GMO brands, the food industry will likely respond as they did in Europe by removing all genetically modified ingredients. No, no, because I, I see myself, I used to see here and there and now, Every single thing. Every single thing. You turn on, you turn the back of it. Even if you think, oh, this is healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn that bad brother around. Genetically modified. Or they say it may. Which to me equals, yes, it is. It, it may. Like it's ambiguous. Wouldn't you know what's in there? Because you're the one that made it. Did you know 95% of believers have never shared their faith? Let's change that. When you share your faith, you have the power to impact someone's eternal destination. So this September, join our global initiative to truly live as one mission, one movement for one month. The goal is simple. Number one, every person reaching the lost. Number two, every church doing an outreach. And number three, every nation touching an inner city. For more information, visit pcg.org slash impact eternity. And don't forget to share your story too. We love to know how Christ is transforming your life and how you're sharing your faith with others. Together, we can reach the whole world for Christ. You are just listening to Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We invite you to stay connected with us on our social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We also encourage you to join the Teachable Moments with April podcast family by becoming a paid subscriber. As always, be well and stay blessed. Until next time.